Hi everyone, I'm Matt the Funny Board Gamer and welcome to another 10 Minute Teardown Podcast. In these podcasts I'll spend 10 minutes or less talking about a board or a card game, I'll go over the theme or the setting, a brief rules overview and then get into my final thoughts. Straight to the point, no waffling, no gimmicks, just get into the information we know about a board or a card game. And this is episode 23 where we're going to talk about Scythe. Scythe is a 1-5 to player engine building action selection game designed by Jamie Stegmaier and published by Stonemaier Games. The game is set in an alternative 1920s war-torn Europe. Um, it's a 1920s war-torn Europe that is filled with mechs in which five countries are competing for dominance. Each player represents a character from one of five countries attempting to earn fame and fortune. It's an engine building game where players will farm actions to move, enlist new recruits, gain resources, gain villagers and build structures. Each player starts the game with a different faction board, action board, starting resources and starting location. On a player's turn, they'll perform a top action from the action board and once completed and assuming they have the necessary resources, can perform the corresponding bottom action. And this is where the engine building aspect of the game comes into play. The top action will allow players to produce resources, move their mechs, character or villagers, trade and increase their power. Bottom actions include upgrading, deploying mechs, building structures and enlisting. Scythe has no rounds and each player on their turn will simply move their playing piece from one action spot to another and perform the action accordingly. They can't do the same action twice in a row apart from a specific faction which does allow you to break this rule. Performing certain actions and reaching certain thresholds will earn players a star and once a player has claimed their sixth star the end game is triggered. Money is awarded based mainly on the popularity threshold they have reached multiplied by the number of stars they've gained, territories they control and resources they have and the player with the most amount of money is the winner. Now that is a very brief, and I mean very brief, rules overview of Scythe. There's a lot more to it than that, but I do only have 10 minutes and I want to get into my final thoughts. So Scythe, I think, can be a surprising game for some people. It's a game that, from first impressions, looks like it's a dude on the maps um, combat game. Um, there are mechs, you use power for combat, and there are combat cards, and you can gain two stars from winning two different combats. And from the outside looking in, it appears that combat will probably feature quite heavily. However, just say, don't judge a book by its cover, so to speak. And I'll admit, I was one of those surprised people. Scythe is at its heart an engine-building Euro game, but one that is draped in gorgeous-looking aesthetics with a fantastic production, and I absolutely love it. I had a friend who kept asking me to play Scythe, and I always put off by the combat. I'm not a big combat person, I'm not a big fan of dudes on the map. Um, however, I eventually caved in, and I played it, and I'm so glad that I did. Now, fast forward a few more months, the opportunity to review it and many more plays down the line, and Scythe is very loudly knocking on the door of my vineyard to replace Viticulture as my top Stormire game. Which one is going to win out, I'm still not sure yet, but they're both very close. As I said, the real heart of the game is getting your engine up and running as quickly as possible, and how you do this is going to differ from game to game. Using the top action and bottom actions in unison to have effective and efficient turns is a huge part of the appeal of Scythe and the hook that keeps pulling me in. As I mentioned during setup, each player will receive a faction board and an action board. And these are two separate different entities, so players will get a very different initial setup each time that they play. And each faction and each action board all play differently, so there's a huge amount of asymmetry in the game, and deducing how to best play your faction in relation to the action board you've got is always exciting, interesting, and a challenge. What may have worked for you last time may not be viable this round, and figuring out that puzzle, it's very compelling. Now just want to talk about combat, it is of course a thing in the game, it can happen and in fact you can gain 2 out of your 6 required stars by winning 2 separate combats. 
However, it doesn't have to be a prevalent aspect of the game. It's not forced on you. During combat, players will, um, in secret, select the amount of power and a combat card that they want to commit to the fight. Um, whatever is committed is spent, and reaching 16 power is one of the ways to gain a star. So judging when to spend power and when to not to spend power is pretty crucial. You can go all in with high power and a high combat card um, to secure that, that combat star, but your opponent could commit um, zero cards and zero power. And if you've gone all in, then you've obviously overspent unnecessarily, which will potentially make reaching that next star quite difficult. In addition, you'll also lose popularity if you initiate a fight with an opponent's villager. And as I mentioned in the rules explanation, popularity um, is used to score you points at the end of the game. So combat can be expensive and it can cost you a lot to initiate combat. Um, so you have to be sure it's worth it. And I'd say I've probably had more games with no combat than games with. Um, that might be the way we play it, but that's the way it is. So I'll just say if you are put off by combat, then don't be, because it's not a big issue in Scythe. Other ways to gain stars um, include reaching 18 popularity, deploying all four of your mechs, enlisting all four recruits, constructing all four buildings, completing one of your two objectives, performing all of your upgrades, deploying all your villagers, and winning two lots of combat. The relative ways in which you can score points give players options in what they want to pursue and thus it gives the game replayability and keeps it fresh each time. And this ties in with the factions as well because they all play very differently. I think the popularity track is a very interesting feature and it's entirely possible that your opponent can end the game by placing the sixth star yet someone else can win the game because they're higher up on that popularity track or have crossed that threshold which allows them to gain more points for territories, resources and also the number of stars. And this is one of the aspects I absolutely love in the game. It also encourages people to not rush the end game because they want to get more popularity and you can be potentially holding off on gaining your six star just to push you over that next threshold to gain you more points. Um, I would say the importance of that popularity can be overlooked if you're new to the game. So if you are teaching this or if you are new to the game, that is something that you need to work out and concentrate on and make new players um, aware of. Your character can also interact with encounters which are on the board and these come in the form of cards and they usually give players three different options to choose from. These are generally a nice resolution but low reward or an okay resolution and okay reward or the mean resolution but high reward. And it's up to the player to decide what they want to do at that moment um, and the artwork on the cards are amazing and they paint a very evocative image for the place to look at um, and I think just really add to the whole setting and theme of the game. There is so much more that I could talk about in Scythe like how resources are moved with your mechs, the abilities of the mechs and how they differ from um, faction to faction, the enlisting bonuses that you get when other players perform bottom actions and also what the building's doing. But I think part of the beauty in Scythe for me was figuring out how all these cogs interact and work together and how they um, can form a finely tuned and efficient machine just like the mechs you're controlling in the game. There's no question in my mind that Scythe is a wonderful game. It is complex and it's deep, but it's a game that has relatively easy rules to grasp and the complexity comes from how to manage and how best to play your faction and your action boards. It also plays very well solo as well as multiplayer and it has a nice flowing feel to the game and turns just zip by really quickly. There are multiple difficulty levels for the solo game and the AI is controlled very well by a simple deck of cards to replicate um, another player. The production value is great, the looks and the aesthetics are great. I had the metal coins in my copy, these are not included in the core game, and they are an additional extra, but they do have a nice tactile feel to them. 
They're not essential, but they do feel very nice to handle and play with. And if your budget can stretch the metal coins, I highly recommend them as well as the realistic resources. So Scythe is a game that I highly recommend that you check out. Seek out a friend or a gaming buddy that's got it, give it a go or pick up a copy for yourself. I'm already considering which expansions I should pick up next, whether it's Wing Gambit or The Rise of Fenris. Either way, it's a fantastic game. I've been really enjoying it and I suggest that you check it out as well. So that is my review of Scythe. Hope you've enjoyed that. Hope you found it interesting. If you'd like to see my written reviews, you can head on over to my blog at thefriendlyboardgamer.wordpress.com. You will also find my default dice review and final thoughts in written form on there, as well as many other games. So be sure to go over and check them out as well. If you want to find me um, on social media, you can find me at Twitter um, using the handle at MattThomason2. I'm now also on Facebook. Just search for The Friendly Board Gamer and you'll be sure to find me. You can also email me at thefriendlyboardgamer at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you and let you know what you think about my content. If you're interested in any games being covered or want any games being reviewed, let me know and we'll see what we can do. So thank you very much for listening and hope to catch you on the next 10 Minute Teardown podcast. Stay safe. Bye bye.